as if some robot is telling me I can't do anything. It's not easy to go an extended period of time without any sexual release. Think of you now. This retreat is to help you gain deeper emotional connections. Is blue balls a real thing? We'll find out. Right, welcome everybody to another episode of the Love Island cast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Phelps, and my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hey there, Chris. We're back again. We're at the halfway point of Too Hot to Handle, and I'm kind of dying to watch the next episode, but also, shit, it's the halfway point. We're nearly done with it already, so <laughs> what, what do you want to talk about in, in episode four? So episode four was called uh, Two's Company, Three, Three's a Threesome. Which I have to say, the first straight off the bat was slightly disappointed with where it went. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where do you want to go? Well, well, I think we, we might as well start with that. So we've got this little love triangle that came from nowhere. I thought the first couple of minutes it was a bit slow. I'm thinking, and they mentioned it being halfway through, and I'm like, oh, it's a bit slow today. And then it just went to like a hundred straight away. So. David is facing Rhonda in this sort of look into your soul eyes challenge. And they're all sort of stood up, aren't they? And different couples are facing each other. He starts crying. And I'm like, holy shit. Sharon's yeah. not happy. The Sharon who sort of dumped Rhonda and said, you might be better looking for someone else because I'm not going to find anybody. He then calls David out. Who I, I, I look, it's going to be, this is going to be the series of the Chris Phelps 180s. But I actually think David was really nice today. <laughs> Showing his true self, Dave. I think he might have been a bit giddy. He come across as a lovely lad and he, and he he didn't do anything wrong. He just said, I've got an interest in, I've told you from the start. And Sharon doing the old, I'm not speaking to you. I won't talk to him. Yeah. I was like, you fucked this up. Not David, you idiot. And he was, he was being completely up front with him saying he's my boy and that. The only thing I don't buy, Dave... Why the fuck did he talk like they've been best mates for about 20 yeah. years? It's fucking <laughs> pathetic. It's a holiday bromance, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> fucking stupid. But I think in terms of the other 180s, obviously where it where it ended up with uh, Sharon and Rhonda, uh, I'm sure you said they're, they're dead, and, <laughs> dead in the water as a couple. <laughs> so, so your predictions for this series are fucking outstanding, Chris. I think you are... <laughs> A hundred percent wrong in just about everything. everything. <laughs> you said though, aren't you? If whatever Chris says, do the opposite, and you'll yeah. be successful. <laughs> if only. I mean, of course, everyone knows what happens in the next episode. I guess you know if you've gone through and binged it. But you know, unfortunately, if it was a week by week thing, we could have some money, and I could make some fucking money off you. <laughs> no. Just betting no. exactly the opposite to what you say. But I. I I thought it was really weird. I thought Sharon came across quite poorly, to be honest, because it was as yeah. if he was saying to Rhonda, look, you know, I'll, I'll shag you, but, you know, to be honest, there's nothing any deeper than that. You know, that, that's all I'm really interested in. So, but then the minute that there seems to be a connection with David and, and Rhonda, he's like mortified. And, you know, it's like, it's like he's stealing his girl kind of thing. So, I agree with you. I thought David handled it really, really well, and he was probably a bit more diplomatic than you were, you or I would have been. Um, yeah. But yeah, I thought he handled it brilliantly, and and I agree. I think I thought he came off really well in this episode. He did, to be fair. The only thing I'd say is that as a reality show sort of, you know, that reality show 
Cynic, I suppose. Well, Hall. All right, Hall then, Hall. (laughs) It felt a little set up because I didn't even see anything between him and Ronda other than the first date where he's like, don't look at my crotch. And I was like, wow, she wasn't even looking until you said it. And then she can't take her eyes off him. Um, I'd not seen it across the other episodes. I do think that one thing with this show that's slightly off as I'm really enjoying it is the continuity. We have no concept of how long they've been in there because some of them talk. And you've said this, I know we've said this off the podcast, but some of them talk like they've been in there for weeks. And we, I genuinely, I'd have to read up on it. Maybe it's over two weeks, I'm not sure. But they seem, the way the episodes are portrayed is if they're portrayed every two or three days. And I can't gauge that at the moment. However, David did the job because Rhonda and Sharon ended up together and they were snogging on the beach and stuff. I mean, it, it was a lovely setting, all set up, completely camered. Everything was completely, you know, yeah. you just do that take again. You can clearly see that, but it did look nice and it looked like Rhonda had broke down the barriers. So if they get together, they looked good at the start. Like he had a bit of a wobble, like you say, he's a bit of a dick today. Him and David sorted it out. The only thing I'd say, the cynical side of it is, David soon forgotten about him when they kissed him and everything. He was like, yeah, oh, and there's another room. And I was like, mm, that seems a bit suspicious to me. Was he given a nudge to sort of push that relationship along? I'm not sure. I don't know. I, I'm taking it at face value that he was just being a nice guy. You know, he is interested. We saw that from the episode, uh, the the pilot episode. Well, I guess it's not a pilot, is it? If it's full season, drop him on day one. But yeah. the first episode, you know, he had that interest in Ronda. Then he kind of stepped away from it. Then they seemed to be split up. And then the producers quite cleverly, like, just pair them up. You know, is there something going on here? So I think he does have that interest but he's not going to put you know he's not going to put himself in the middle of all the drama so I I thought I thought he handled it really well and um Sharon sort of came through in the end I mean he was pretty fucking chuffed when when he got the old green light wasn't he I thought he was going to break down some other barriers um so so we got this (laughs) little twist and then obviously we find out that you know what, Chris? The, the producers have just fucking ripped Love Island, haven't they? And put this extra yeah. twist that you can't shag on it. Um, because we've even got the hideaway, haven't we? Yes. Yeah. And, <laughs> and on a show like this, my God, are you going to be looking at that green light on the watch? <laughs> well, the, see, the thing is, they got the green light. And I, I think it was only like, it was only for a short amount of time. It's not for the whole evening, is it? No, and then they no. were all sort of happy, and yeah, we get to go in. They didn't call it the hideaway. This this little private room and whatever. And I'm just thinking, hold on, the green light's off. That is the worst place to be, surely, if you're trying to be good and trying to abstain or whatever. And you're all there in this private little room. I, I think that I I was thinking I, I that would make it harder. Literally everything literally. harder. Yeah, literally. Yeah, <laughs> I, I agree, Dave. I agree. Uh, I, I think I no. I think you're right. A very it, it was just basically Love Island 101, wasn't it? Just in reverse. You're not allowed to have any action. But I, I do say, Dave. Now you know we always mention it. Me and you absolute love Ricky Gervais. I've just rewatched Afterlife again in preparation for the second series this week. Oh, the yeah. Office. The Office, Dave, will always be the pinnacle. And me and you mentioned on this podcast and various other podcasts, the David Brent effect, someone doing a Brent. (laughs) I didn't think I would be laughing so hard watching this show, but we get Bryce who steps up. And you're right, you know, he's he's a fucking weird... 
he's completely out of place from every single person they've got on this show. Completely. It's like they've run out of these sort of model types and gone with, and he's not wrong with a normal bloking, but me and you would have a run for our money in their day. If you know what I mean, give me a couple of months and I'd be in better shape than him. So he's like, well, he's just in there just, just as some random, and he's talking about these partying and the boat and we do this, we do. And then he steps up and does a Ross Geller. <laughs> Fucking Pulls the keyboard out. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, we're going to get an Elton Johnny. You know, he's going to fucking pull out Candle in the Wind or, you know, Benny and the Jets or something. No, we get his own song. And every single person on the island, he's just going, holy fuck. <laughs> Except Chloe, who for some reason is absolutely infatuated with this guy. But he was out of key. I don't profess as much as I've sang in my career. I don't profess to be the best singer. I know I'm not, but I certainly could have held it a bit better. And his keyboard playing was, there was a video on online actually. And I feel like, all right, Dick, now slave, but there was a keyboard of Paul McCartney singing Lady Madonna and Elton John for this charity thing they'd done. And apparently they were awful. They've like totally oh, really? really bad. And Elton John's fantastic. But I know Paul McCartney, he's, he's, he does struggle now to sing, but they were telling me he was playing the piano, Paul McCartney. It's supposed to be terrible. Bryce outdid both of them, Dave. I'm telling you <laughs> now. I know Elton's the classically trained pianist, so he might just be having, might just be the acoustics of it. But fuck me, I mean, what did you think? Of I was in stitches, mate. I, I, what I don't get, I look at him. He looks like the cheesiest fucker. I don't think he's a good-looking bloke. He's certainly not ripped like the other blokes there. But Chloe seems infatuated with him, and I don't get it. And I can only think because he's got that LA bullshit about him. She's just lapping it up. She's drinking the Kool-Aid. And she's like, oh, right, you're right, a director. He's even, when he's playing the fucking keyboard, he's even got his little fucking Captain Birdseye outfit on. It's like, you look like a prize fucking cock. And, he, you know, he's so quick <laughs> to tell everyone as well, oh, I'll sleep with a different girl every day. Um, I, you know what? I was like, fuck off. Yeah, it's just, oh, you love the smell of your own shit, don't you? He just irritates me every time he's on the screen. Honestly, Chris, he is the worst in this lot because he yeah. just loves himself so much, and I don't get it. So, yeah. He, he did look proper David Brent there. <laughs> he did. And I think what, what came out of it more than anything was I started liking Chloe because I'm going, Chloe, don't fall for this shit. Yeah. You know, I've been shit on her and David and they come out of it really nice. She come across as a lovely girl in this episode. And it was like, oh, please don't fall for his shit. And it was the way when he was talking in the VT show, he went, if this was in LA, I'd have slept with her by now. I'm like, you yeah. dickhead. And this also, like fucking when I, I agree with you. I, I was kind of like, oh, don't fucking give it up for that twat. Um, when when he got in there, he only had eyes for Haley. Obviously, you know, all the girls are beautiful. There's no doubt about that. But when he was asked, he was drawn to Haley first. And then Chloe <laughs> sort of says, oh, what would be your type? And I nudged Jade next to me, and I'm like, yeah, here we go. It's her, isn't it? And he sure yeah, and he went, oh, if I could draw a picture, it'd have been you. And I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. oh, fuck off. Dave, <laughs> I swear to God, I was sat with Sam and I went, and Sam's going, she's going to fall for this shit, isn't she? And I went, you know he's going to say that his type is her. <laughs> yeah. I said, anybody who gets asked that question as a bloke, the last thing you do is say, well, I like blondes, actually. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it was so obvious he was going to say it. And look, fair play, as he was saying it, I mean, Chloe's knickers were coming down further and further as he was <laughs> talking his bullshit. But 
But I, but I tell you, Dave, I did feel sorry for it. And I was thinking, look, you're better than that. How the fuck I've done these 180s in this episode, I do not know. But I I really felt for both of them. I was like, wow, he's just a... And he even had... Dave, look, he even had the moccasins on. The fucking outfit, like you were saying. He had the <laughs> moccasins on. Them fucking slippers on. I was thinking, that is not... He looks about 50, <laughs> didn't he? Like some retired boater or something who had a little yacht or something. He was like, just gone and like earned his money or something. He just looked... He looks completely out of place to me. He just doesn't look like he fits the show at all. Yeah, and it's like, you know, he was saying about the boats and that's how he gets all the girls and stuff. He's he's a proper one-trick pony, isn't he? So he's got no boat, yeah. but it doesn't mean I can't wear the outfit and remind everyone that I'm obsessed with boats. <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah. fuck off. But I tell you what, I, I think, I, I agree. I think Chloe and Rhonda, both of them, seem to be kind of bought in and kind of seem to be a little bit reflective about, you know, where they have been in relationships and, you know, uh, kind of really focusing on the physical aspect and maybe there's something different. Whereas I tell you who isn't, Chris, Francesca. Oh, Dave, I've got a lot to say about her. I agree. She is not nice. Now, obviously, I, I stuck up for her and said like that, and we both said about the way she got treated in that first episode and Harry shit on her and was being a fucking... I still think he's a prick because he was saying stuff like, I'm the best one in all this in this yeah. episode. Like, you're a dick, mate. You're not funny. He probably thinks... He, he seems to be doing it for the people watching at home, like his mates and his family. who would be like, it's a real character, Harry. And it's like, no, he's a cock. Uh, that's, that's what it seemed <laughs> like to me. It did to me, Dave, anyway. But Francesca, I tell you what, Wow, I honestly think, and we both discussed this and we both agreed on this, um, was that I think she's a plant because she, she genuinely said, when she was sat there with um, Kel saying, I don't need the money. Well, there's six grand she's fucked him over with, aren't she? You said this to me, yeah. you're right. Um, she's just nasty. I mean, Kel gets in there as she's sat with him and she looks all loved up. She gets in the shower. I mean, I mean I've got, he, he has got a fucking chastity belt and a half on there, Dave, because I don't know anybody. <laughs> with, you know what I mean? If you're single, you wouldn't have resisted that at all, would you? Come on. You know, I, what I will say, Chris, is Kells is rock solid in his convictions. <laughs> <laughs> oh I, I think it was deliberate because, you know, Kells out of everyone, you know, they've labelled him the accountant. And he's the one always going on about the money. So if they lose three grand, it's like, oh, it's a trip to Ibiza or something like that. I think she's intentionally gone after him as like, you know, the the worst person that he could probably turn or she could probably turn, you know, and uh, or tempt rather. But fucking hell, I mean, I, I don't know if she's a plant, but fucking hell, she's she's certainly there to stir things up. Yeah, and, and you know what I find, Dave? I think she's really, I said to you, she's really attractive. She's, she's my type, blonde, uh, blonde, brown hair, everything, you know, like uh, you've got that sort of Mediterranean look and stuff. That That's, you know, you know, that's what sort of like what I like. Um, obviously, when I was younger, Dave, and bef you know, before I was married, because Sammy's now listening to this podcast, Dave, before she <laughs> did say something to me this morning. <laughs> you're listening. So, Samantha, if you're listening, you know exactly what I'm talking about, please. Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> But, but I find her so unattractive, Dave. I think she's the, the best-looking girl in the villa, but she's so unattractive as a person because I think she's horrible. And as soon as he said, and Kells, for me, was the man of this episode, he said, um, if it's meant to be, then it's worth the wait. And as soon as he said that, she fucking went, nah. And the yeah. next day, 
she was horrible. She went, well, I, I just find it like, as a friend. I'm like, you're horrible. She was hoping Kells would... would I think she's going to make a play for most lads now in this this filler, even the girls, just to make them lose money. Because she's already said, which is so arrogant and disrespectful. I don't need the money. I earn a killing on Instagram. It's like, you are horrible. You know, as a person, that is just narcissistical, unbelievable. And she even said, I don't have lads who I have to go to them. They come to me. And I'm like, oh, that's why you're not in a relationship because they probably see right through the looks and go, wow, you are horrible. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and, yeah, I think the way she was doing that to, to Kells, I, I have no idea, did she actually really have anything with him at all? Or like I say, was was she just going after him because he was the accountant? But no, nah, she, she has come off horribly. Mm-hmm. I, and I don't know, you know, let's, let's explore. So if she isn't a plant, then she's got some serious problems, I think, you know, and she, yes. she really just, she needs to have that attention to, from people sexually to sort of feel anything and and feel any worth so yeah she's at the moment she's like the the jessica in love is blind isn't she she's the one who's you know clearly not quite there not really showing any kind of growth whatsoever uh kel's plenty of growth i'm sure (laughs) yeah (laughs) um But yeah, I, I'm interested. Again, we're, we're at the halfway point now, aren't we? So interested to see where it goes next. Yeah, and I must admit, Dave, it was almost like a watching the show last night because Sam went straight to the next episode went, nope, we're not watching it. We are, no, don't say anything. He went, fuck it. I said, you sound like someone on the show here. It's like, no, nobody will see us. I said, I can't. I said, I'll end up saying something on the show to Dave. I said, we've got to stick to an episode a day. So uh, we did abscond dave i felt really proud of myself don't please now tell me you've watched them all on no no i haven't (laughs) i mean i I was itching to watch the next one uh ended up watching a a bloody scary movie so watch that the nun have you seen that oh i've not seen that no i fucking hate shit like that but jay likes it and i'm like oh it's gonna fucking give me nightmares (laughs) no i don't like horror movies so i wouldn't be watching it yeah i'm a fucking shit house with them as well so yeah and we had the fucking lights off and everything it's like oh fuck's sake yeah yeah. i'm I'm a ball merchant i i owe me hands up six foot two shit house when it comes to uh, halloween horror movies i hate them i've absolutely detested them as you know david when you've made us watch them on the uh podcast yeah (laughs) (laughs) but no i I think very very good episode i thought this was my favorite episode for shock tactics i think one thing that francesca might be doing which i do think may get a more work is the notoriety because good guys girls never come first in these sort of shows she will get a lot of work off this because She's a bit of a bitch at the moment. She might come across and it's an insecurity, like you've said, she's got trust issues. Could be anything happened to her. We don't know. It's played out on a 35-minute show. So I'm trying to give her the benefit of the doubt, but everything I've seen since the first episode, is made, her personality is not nice so far. So whether she changes, we'll see. But at the moment, I'm fucking loving it, Dave. I'm all in on this this show. It's really, really good. Yeah. No, it's, it is really good. And again, it, it's great when we can jump on here because it feels like a weight's lifted off my shoulders and I can actually get on and watch the next bloody episode. <laughs> yeah, I was sat there, I was like, God, I can't wait to speak to Dave. I can't wait. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's great. It's great stuff. Very good. Very good. Now, Chris, where can everyone get in contact with us? Well, on Twitter, guys, at Love Island Cast, the Love Island Cast at gmail.com if you want to email in. And as always, please drop us a review on your podcast catching up. And myself and Dave will read it out. And I believe we have got a review, Dave, today. Have we? 
Oh yeah, we have. <laughs> <laughs> so just bear with me. Um, oh, right. So this is. Here we go. This is from New Jersey because it says, hello from New Jersey. After watching both the UK and US Love Island, I finally got around to watching Love Island Australia during quarantine. Or as the Aussies say, ISO, which I don't really get. We'll come back to that, Chris. (laughs) Um, Nevertheless, that led me to you guys. I'm really enjoying the podcast and I'm loving your commentary, especially because none of my friends, in brackets, whom I'm forced to watch... (laughs) are watching these episodes fast enough. I look forward to watching a new season with you guys, whenever that may be. And that is from Rabab E. And so thank you very much for that. Now, it, when it says, or as the Aussies say, ISO, it's spelled I-S-O. I don't know what that Am is. I missing that? I don't know what that means. Um, let me have a look. I'm actually typing as we talk. I don't know what that means. Uh so if you're listening, we haven't got a clue what the Aussie, what the Aussie phrase that refers to. Oh, but... I, uh, isolation, lockdown. Oh, right. Ah, okay. I was ah. going to know that, don't we? Sorry about that, everyone. All our Aussie friends and that, I'm so sorry. A we, bit of are... ISO? Is yeah, it like that? Yeah, Sounds like lock, stock of two smoking oh, no, barrels right. out, doesn't it? Hey, you know how bad I am at impressions, so I'm not even <laughs> going to attempt to. But um, don't forget, guys, we are just over 40, both me and Dave. So, you know, we have, uh, we're not always completely down with the kids most of the time. We are most of the time, Dave, but with this one, it's gone right over my head. Yeah, I still can't get over the fact all the Aussies don't go wreck off. You know, they used to say that all the time on <laughs> Neighbours and Home and Away. Yeah, they did, yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh God, God, yeah. If you're going through the Australian episodes, you'll you'll get a plethora of terrible Aussie impressions. <laughs> yeah, mainly by Dave, actually. No, no, by Mainly, Dave. yeah, yeah. No, I think we were both having a go, weren't we? There's yeah, something we when I hear the Aussie accent, it, it just it drives me to want to imitate it, but I, I still haven't nailed it, like, fucking all these years on. <laughs> I've, I've still watched Neighbours and Home and Away quite a lot because Sam watches them every day, so I always pick up episodes. you think I'd know by now. My uncle's lived in Melbourne since... 80 odd uh, 1980 so i always say i'm going to go over there i've only been once so yeah great place actually australia dave if you've never been love it yeah yeah definitely want to get across there and also a quick plug uh if you're into a bit of the bachelor uh bachelor south africa specifically if you want to hear myself and jade talk about that that's we've caught up to the latest episode now and we're just going um we're just waiting for the next episode to drop i think it's thursday night in south africa it's probably going to be friday before we will get a chance to watch it and uh yeah it's all kind of hotting up there we're down to six girls i think and so it's uh yeah it's getting good so get across to the bachelor banter podcast wherever you get your podcasts from and uh yeah come and give us a listen there Ah, good stuff. And it is a good listen, guys. Get over there. Uh, so, Dave, thank you for today, my friend. And uh, let's see what the next episode brings. Sounds good to me. See you tomorrow. All we've got to do is just keep our pants on.